I mean, I was, my heart was beating. It's still beating now. I'm getting enough of it. I want to see it again already. A lot of action, a lot of noise. It's more than just a movie. It's kind of like a lifestyle, I guess, almost. And everybody was out there just screaming, yelling. When Lucasfilm logo came up, that was the best. I, I like Darth Vader. It was intense. It was incredible. I loved it. It was awesome. You know, you guys have been there from the very start. You are more like family than fans. Hey, what's going on, Force fans? My name is still Adrian, and it is still my pleasure to welcome you all back to Defense of the Force podcast, episode 11. As always, John and Catray are here to make sure we stay on target as we talk about all things Star Wars. What's new, guys? I miss y'all. Hey, Adrian. Happy almost 4th of July. Almost 4th of July, as we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, John. I, I, I missed it. What, what is it this week? Ichuda. There it is. <laughs> you know, you're eventually gonna run out of. Oh, I'll start meetings, making stuff. I think. Up. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> well, speaking of Fourth of July, you guys got anything planned up? Any family type of activities? Cat, what are you and the boys doing? We are taking the kids to a friend's beach house Ooh. to hang out for the Fourth barbecue. Very cool. Play. Yeah, so it's gonna be. Should be a fun day. I think the weather's actually supposed to be nice in Seattle, which, if you live in the Pacific Northwest, you know that's kind of a rarity on the 4th of July. We actually joke that summer doesn't start until July 5th up here, usually. Well, you just jinxed it. Hope you're happy. (laughs) You acknowledged it. You ruined it for yourself. Fewer crowds for the fireworks, then. (laughs) What about you, John? Uh, I, uh... We are going to have a little family barbecue at the homestead. Um, actually, not my homestead. One of the one of the kids, and then we are going to go to the cool. small town of Harrisburg, Oregon, and watch their fireworks display, which is actually quite thrilling. If I remember from, I don't know, it was probably four years ago or so when we went last time. Normally, we go to the Oregon coast for 4th of July, and it's uh, my wife's oldest son's birthday is 4th of July. Shout out to Josh. I love you, brother. And um, so we celebrate with him. This year, we didn't get our house at the coast, so we're going to stay relatively close to to home and go to Harrisburg. Well, sweet, man. That sounds pretty fun, too. Yeah, it'll be fun. What about you, Adrian? Yeah. What's up, Adrian? Uh, honestly, not too sure at the moment. Uh, I just got off the phone with my mother, so <laughs> we're barely starting to plan something, but I'm sure we'll come up with something. It'll end with fireworks. I know that. Nice. <laughs> just kind of playing it by ear. Uh, but it's a family thing, so I know that much. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, uh so we got plenty to talk about today, uh, so I'm going to pass it on to John to lay it all down for us. Well, we do have another exciting episode in store for us. We've got we're going to kick things off with Galactic Geek Out. Our main topic discussion today, we got to talk about this Han Solo, the young Han Solo film and what's going on there. We'll play a little game of Star Wars Would You Rather and then wrap the whole program up with Attack of the Fandom. So, there is a lot to geek out about this week, starting with uh, forces of Destiny, 
So Woo! last week, yeah. So last week, of course, the day after we re- we recorded, they released the trailer for Forces of Destiny <laughs> and the uh, release date. So but we were groaning a little bit over that, but I was so excited for the trailer. I mean, I'm not kidding. I was sitting at my desk at work tearing up. Um, so I am super pumped that we're finally, finally getting to see Forces of Destiny. And as luck would have it, uh, the first episode or first short in Forces of Destiny was released today, uh, July 3rd, the day we're recording. So we can, we can chat about that a little. You guys both watched the short, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like two times. Yeah. <laughs> More than that. <laughs> I Actually, thought it was really cute. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's the perfect way to describe it. It's it's a cute short. It's fun. It's really fun. It's just meant to, to entertain you and just remind you of all the fun you can have watching Star Wars. Well, plus two, it, it did the voice acting by the the actual actors uh, yeah. of those characters. I mean, God, it just it bring it sucks you in. It makes you just miss like the the live action stuff and it it's it's just it's a great filler for what's to come, I feel. <laughs> great filler. Yeah, I thought I thought it was one, it was really nice that they got Daisy Ridley yeah! to do Ray. That's what I'm um, saying. I think that's a huge coup because I think it would be really funny sounding to us as Star Wars fans if they did this and Ray didn't sound like Ray. So I'm thrilled that Daisy was able to to do the voice work for Ray. And then I just thought it was like kind of a, a cute little, you know, missing scene that, you know, we didn't get to see in TFA. Um so it works well in an animated format. And I thought it did a, a real nice job of showcasing Ray's compassion and kindness she has for all creatures, you know, droids, junk eating, sandworms. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was cute. I you know, I I actually this morning, so I watched it while I was getting ready for work. And then I got my kids out of bed and dressed and I sat down on the couch with them and watched it. And this is like the first Star Wars thing that we've watched together. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. So, so I'm as (laughs) as a parent with having kids that are almost school age. I think I think these shorts are going to be a nice way to introduce my kids to Star Wars like just a little bit at a time. Um, They got a little freaked out by the worm when it jumps out of the sand to grab BB eight that scared them a little. (laughs) Um, But, but I think they enjoyed it. Uh, So, so that, that was kind of fun to be able to actually have something that, that I enjoyed watching, but is also can be appropriate for, you know, almost four year olds to watch too. So, so I'm really happy. I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of them this week. And then next week we're going to have a a big episode where we actually talk about all of them, but any, anything else you guys want to add? Well, I, I like, 
I like the visuals of this episode. The animation is is simple, but it's um, really appealing, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, God, just seeing BB-8 rolling around and Ray doing her thing, it just it gives you all the feels. Totally. Um, like Kat Ray say, said, it totally did come off as like a deleted scene from Force Awakens almost. Yeah. I mean, the Like a storyboarded, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I wouldn't be surprised if there was a scene in there at some point like that. I mean, the worm makes a little cameo in the movie. I, I forgot what it's actually called. Um, yeah, me too. Well, I think it's it's been dubbed the Kojima monster, Kojima? Right? The Kojima sure. monster. I like it. Um, th- I, that's for me the big takeaway here. Just you saw it in the movie. Just uh, put it, puts its head up, uh, looks around. Oh, that's a cute little little sand monster. Cool, cool. Then this thing just reveals that it's this behemoth of a right. Uh, Cat, Ra- Cat Ray, when we were not recording earlier, just described it as an anglerfish. I, it reminded me of a isopod. So yeah, I mean, just this really monstrous, horrible. Horrible abomination of a sand thing that you want to just burn with fire, right? And and Ray feeds it, and it's a great little character moment. Just just shows her compassion for everything, even these monstrous, horrible things that should be burned with fire. And I think I think that's what I like about it. It just it gave us that much more insight into the character of Ray in just like what two minutes. Yeah. So. Kudos. And like John said too, I like the animation style. It's I like stylized stuff and that was really cool. I yeah, I I agree. I think the animation I like the animation. I mean, I think, you know, animation there's such a wide range in styles and we can talk about this more next week. We don't need to dive into the deep end, but I like it. I <laughs> you know, it is it is more stylized, but it it's fun. It's enjoyable, and I don't want everything to be exactly the same. No, anyway, no. You know, I we've mean, got no. the Clone Wars and yep. Rebels. Like, yep. why can't we have a two D animation? Something style? with a totally so. different feel to it, but still yeah. be the same. You know, I like it. Um, Kojima, by the way, is the little word that that monster says in um, the Force Awakens. Kojima, right? Which is a oh, reference to okay. Hideo Kojima, a Japanese video game designer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kojima Studio does Metal Gear Solid, right? <laughs> and what does this monster thrive on? Eating? Metal. 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 It ah. all ties together. Mm. You know, now that you're talking about it, I vaguely, vaguely, vaguely remember the Kojima reference. But I didn't know it was that far reaching that's pretty cool yeah all right a little fun fact for yeah. uh, forces of destiny the gojima monster You're now i'm not now i'm not gonna forget it yeah i'm gonna remember so that. the so the first short out today and several more are gonna follow this week and oh, next wait. week we will spend a whole episode talking about it nice um let's see continuing on our galactic geek out um 
last Tuesday, also, of course, the day after we recorded, uh, the Los Angeles <laughs> City Council approved George Lucas's Museum of Narrative Art. Hooray! And they're going to start groundbreaking Ooh. on that this year. Yes! So, so the articles were saying. So that has finally found a home in Los Angeles, coming to us in however long it takes them to build that building and put all the art in sure <laughs> probably a couple the, of years <laughs> the only problem i have is that it's in los angeles i love that it's on mm-hmm. the west coast i love that um it's you know going to be just a few hours away from my home in oregon um so i'll be able to get to visit it at some point i just i, I hate going to la it's it's so hard to navigate that city you know it, any yeah, drive that would normally be horrible. a 20-minute drive is a two-hour drive, you know? So that's the only bummer. But I guess, you know, when you're down in Anaheim visiting Disneyland, you know, maybe you can make a side excursion and yeah. go check out the Lucas Museum. Do Star Wars Land and the Lucas Museum. Yeah. That yeah. would be a fun fun couple of days. Yep. That's a good weekend right there. Totally. Totally. I have a feeling it's a whole week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's going to be so much stuff in that museum. Oh, I mean, man. it's not going to be like the Louvre, but I'm sure you could spend a good chunk of time. I think so. Looking at, you know, stuff from the movies, yep. stuff from his personal art collection, which yep. I, I know is also going to be housed there. Oh, so yeah. I'm sure there's going to be some super amazing stuff that oh, we've wait. never seen before. So, yeah. We're going to have to go, guys. Road trip. <laughs> think so. That's the forced road trip. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Pick me up Punch on it. your way, cat. I will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to go way out of your way to pick me up. You might have to come meet us. <laughs> yeah. No, you're picking me up. No. <laughs> I don't think uh, so, Tejas. Yeah. <laughs> way out of the way. Uh, the Saturn Awards were last week, oh. and Star Wars took home four of those awards for Best Film, Rogue One, Best Director, Gareth Edwards, uh, uh, Best Visual Effects, Rogue One, and Best oh, yeah. Animated Show, Star Wars Rebels. Nice. Really? So that's, yeah. So Dave Filoni was there dope. to collect his trophy award. Sorry, they're probably not called trophies. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it looks like, though. <laughs> um, the Saturn Awards. Yeah. The so, little Saturn Statue. Trophies. Sorry. Statues, Gosh. Yes. Statue. He was there to collect a statue. That's uh, what that was. I saw the thumbnail for the photo. That's yes. what that was. Okay. Yeah. So so Star Wars cleaning up a little bit. Hey, um, all right. With that. And it's it's nice to see Rebels get some love as mm-hmm. an animated show. Absolutely. Um, I think did did the clone the Clone Wars won a Peabody, right? Do I remember uh, that correctly? Clone Wars won one or two little things like that. Nothing as big as the Saturn Award or yeah, it got it got some recognition towards the end or middle of it, but yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Actual. So it's it's nice to see Rebels get get some love from an award show, and um, yeah, very cool. So that that's something that happened. They also announced that the Rebel season three Blu-ray is going to be out in August. Saw that. Yeah, and including some more bonus features, including commentary this time around. Cool. 
which is kind Ooh. of cool because I don't think they've had that on any of the other Blu-rays or DVD Commentary, releases. man. Star Wars fans thrive on commentaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Sorry, catnip. Yeah. Like That are nip. behind the scenes. Uh. <laughs> and then um, just announced, I guess was at the end of last week or over the weekend that there's not going to be a last Jedi panel at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, it's kind of close to the, the Disney uh, thing, right? Isn't that the, yeah, the D 23 expo. There we and go. So I think the that's expo. kind of the, the reasoning there is that they're probably going to be dropping some hints or maybe some sort of sizzle reel for The Last Jedi at the D23 Expo. And why wouldn't so they, they do it in their own backyard instead of somebody exactly. else's? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I get it. So, I, I mean, it makes sense. And the, um, the, like, the Star Wars Del Rey is going to, there's going to be a Star Wars books booth. Um, oh, cool. So there's, there's still, there's still Star Wars stuff that's going to be happening at Comic-Con. There's just not going to be one of the big, you know, whatever uh panels yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) words i'm looking for i i've never been to comic-con maybe someday Uh, (laughs) that'll be another road trip (laughs) yes yeah so so i don't know if that's really terribly surprising probably not to most people although maybe if you were going to to comic-con you were holding out hope that there might be something big happening but yeah, it totally well, makes ever- sense that Disney would do it at their own version of Comic-Con rather than San Diego. If memory serves me, uh, they do that all the time with the Marvel trailers. Like, if they're getting close yeah. to announce a Marvel movie or something, it's they, they don't go to Comic-Con. They wait for the expo. Yes. Which, uh, now that you're bringing it up, I actually remember reading that... Uh, they might be dropping a new Last Jedi trailer. Not, not necessarily a sizzle reel. Ooh. Yeah, although I read that the the runtime for this supposed trailer is shorter than the original trailer, mm. so it sound people online, so grain of salt, are speculating yeah. that maybe it's just a recut version of the trailer that was aired at Celebration in April. I'll take not, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just. Even if it's in a different order, I don't care. I'll still watch it on loop for several days afterwards. So, <laughs> it's like, oh, the Kylo Ren shots earlier in the trailer. Now I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I, yeah, I've heard you know people speculating or read people speculating that you know maybe we'll get a behind the scenes something at from the D23 Expo, kind of kind of like the Rogue One season reel where it was footage and behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, so we should know in a couple of weeks because I think, I think the D23 Expo is like the 15th and 16th of July. I probably should have looked that up. Well, it's really Sorry. coming up then. It's July. So, so, but it's basically a couple of weeks away. So either way, we should get something new to talk about. In a couple more weeks. Yeah, well, the 15th the is a week and a half away, right? Yeah. Let's see here. Saturday and Sunday. Yes, 15th and 16th. Oh, yeah. All right. There you go. That'll be wonderful. Yeah. So 
So after that, yeah, hopefully we'll have new things to to talk about. I'm sure we'll get an update on Star Wars Land as well. Yes, probably. Maybe some some more concept art. Uh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> which which segues nicely into our main topic. Do we think they'll talk about the Han Solo movie? Uh, Maybe. I think they have to. In some oh, form. I don't think they have to. I think they have to uh. in some form. They've got a lot of damage control that they've got to squash. I think they almost you know, really have to. the movie you're looking for. You guys, uh, another little tidbit that uh for uh of news that kind of ties in nicely with this you guys heard that they canceled the making of rogue one novel or not novel the book yes i saw that i just read something saying, about that today as a matter of fact i didn't read the article though they're saying because of how chaotic it got towards the end that's why they're canceling it so they canceled that for rogue one just because of a little shake up here and there could you imagine them even attempting or even thinking about doing one oh, for the, the han solo movie oh my goodness i call bs they also canceled the the Force Awakens. Force one, Awakens. Though. Oh, did they? Um, well, that one went through some shakeups too back in the day. It got well, a complete rewrite. I I suspect that, and it, you know, other people have speculated this as well. This is not just me, but I suspect like it's just too soon. I mean, they don't have time to produce all of these books and get all this stuff together. I mean, just think the making of Star Wars. Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, those came out in like the early 2000s. So you're, you know, 30 years at least after the original trilogy aired. I mean, we don't even have books from the prequel trilogy. So that's a good I point. Think it's, I wouldn't mind those. I, I think it's a little those, bit, actually. I think it's a little bit naive to think that. I mean, it'd be great. Hey, don't get me wrong. I would love to have all of those, like, for every single movie. But I think it's a little naive to think that, you know, oh, The Force Awakens comes out and came out in 2015 and, you know, a couple years later, a year later, whatever the original timeline was that we're going to get this making of book. I just, I, yeah, I'm not totally shocked. And probably even more so for Rogue One just because of all the stuff that, happened right in the lead up but maybe someday maybe it'll come back if they've got if they've got that stuff i really hope it's released in some format certainly Doc- documentaries yeah <laughs> we all miss the documentaries it'll feature be- length stuff not these little 20 minute things and the dvds no like full-fledged four-part six-hour documentaries it'll be a digital Make download it- Ken Burns uh, style Ken Burns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 10 hours of <laughs> Star Wars, the making of. Well, quite frankly, yeah, you could probably do a Ken Burns style documentary on like the whole of Star Wars and it mm-hmm. would probably be like 20 hours of, and I would be totally okay with that. Every second so of it. Somebody call Ken Burns. That would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that means it's time to. Move into our main topic of discussion. Oh boy. Un- untitled Han Solo spinoff movie. Which I think we can affectionately just call so, Young Han Solo, right? Yes. I, I kind of find it funny. Um, there was the... So, you know, Ron Howard was um, has stepped in 
to to pick up the directing reins and he he posted a picture on his Instagram or Twitter or something um, yeah. of, of his first day on set. And in the caption, he actually says like the untitled Han Solo movie. And I think at this point, like we, I mean, they should just keep it. That it should just be untitled. Han Solo <laughs> <story>. I mean, <laughs> it almost feels like a running gag at this point. I think they should. They're actually. They, I think, I think the title's already been written and they just haven't announced it. It's it's got to be oh, at this at this point the title of the movie absolutely has to be Han Solo I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I think we all have a bad feeling about this. I didn't last week. Uh, I was hopeful last week. You know, I was like, "Oh, okay, there's a shakeup." You know, they replaced direct- directors. Opie Cunningham's coming in. He'll fix everything up, and, and everything will be fine. But since then, they've been just leaking like, well, maybe not they've been leaking, but things have been coming out that are really I'm feeling a, a disturbance in the forest, kids. I mean, this is uh, this is stuff that's very, very, very disturbing. Um Incredibly Compa- disturbing. Yeah, uh, comparing yeah. some of some of the acting ability to Ace Ventura, uh, Pet Detective, in a Han Solo movie. I mean, I heard that they were trying to make it funny and a comedy, and it was like, uh, that's probably not the step I'd take. Now, certainly their belie- their humor belongs in Star Wars. I mean, it's got a long history of having great humorous dialogue and funny moments and all that stuff. And some not so funny moments as well um, that were supposed to be funny. Like, you know, I don't know. For example, um, Jar Jar. We'll just put that out there. We saw. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but t- to say that that the lead actor, his performance is like Ace Ventura. Yeah, I'd have fired some directors too. Yeah, that's um I mean, I'm well, going to be honest and say that I was never really all that excited about this as a spin-off movie. Same here. Um it you know, kind of from our discussion last week, um thanks Flip again for being here, but how Flip mentioned as uh that he, you know, Rogue One wasn't really a story he needed told. Yeah. When when thinking about spinoff movies, and that's kind of how I feel about the Han Solo movie. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I would go see, I will go see it. You know, I will. I love Star Wars, and so I'm trying really hard not to prejudge it, just because it's not necessarily something that I would have picked. Um, were I in charge at Lucasfilm, and I'm and I'm not, I'm, so, I'm, I'm not trying to be contrary at all, but uh, this is the story that I wanted to hear most. Uh, Han Solo is just an, an amazing, iconic character, and we already have some of the the backstory of his character. We know that he and Chewie have a life debt, um, or Chewie has a life debt with Han, or, or or whatever. And it's some of that stuff's been canonized in the past, and then erased with the EU purge and um, and all that stuff. So I want to see what the new canon has to say about the history of Han Solo and and the things leading up to him in his life that that you know uh, 
when we first meet him in the cantina in A New Hope. You know, I'm, I've always been absolutely fascinated with him. He's, a, you know, a smuggler. Bounty hunters are chasing him. He owes Java some money. And, you know, you, you, this, you hear about the Kessel Run and all that stuff, you know. Um, it's They just... Lucas just painted this wonderful picture of this this scoundrel character. And for me, that's when they said they're doing these um these spin-off movies. That was the first one to come to my mind. I'm like, "Oh, I hope they do a Han Solo one." That's the story I want to hear. Um I'm just super excited about it. I'm I'm like almost like devastated. At this point, a week after the announcement of Ron Howard coming in, that this thing is in that big of trouble and that they let things get this far out of hand, you know, where directors are fired. And that, I mean, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Um, And it's not just we're all worried about the reshoots for Rogue One. This, (laughs) This whole movie could be in jeopardy yeah yeah (laughs) i mean i think just before we we move on to 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 what you talked about i mean that is so that uh, just to point out that that's kind of a great thing about these spinoffs right it's like what may not be my cup of tea is john's cup of tea and it's it's fun that that Very fair point. Star mm-hmm. Wars is, I mean, that they're they're expanding the universe in such a way that, you know, that's going to happen, you know, whereas I might not be thrilled, someone like John totally is. And and that's great. But of course, what it, it potentially means is that there's definitely more of a risk for pitfalls and potential, you know, problems. It absolutely absolutely has to be done right and it has to be treated mm-hmm. with care and i'm it's glad a very fine line i'm super thankful for kathleen kennedy as being kind of the the brand police in this case and essentially wiping the slate clean on a project that she saw going in the complete wrong direction um so i mean i salute her this this making that bold a move was ultimately had to be her choice, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and for her to to have the gumption to say, "You guys are out. We're bringing somebody else in," and then nailing a guy like like Ron Howard to the project. Uh, man, good job, Kathleen. Proud of you. I feel like you wanted uh, to say something, Adrian. <laughs> maybe many uh, things but <laughs> i mean <laughs> pick, pick some pick one uh, let me let me close my eyes and just throw a dart at the board um no i, I agree with what with, with john said it making that kind of decision is kind of tough well not kind of it has to be like incredibly like devastating i mean you're Part of the process is, you know, you're you're being prideful about the way you're handling these spin-off movies, right? Giving them to directors that, you know, are different or have different styles just to make sure each spin-off, each film has its own personality to it or what have you, right? But also letting it get this far into production and then 
and then acting. Uh, I agree with John with her. You know, I I'm thankful that she's guarding the franchise. I think she may have acted a little too late, and unless oh, I don't gets disagree. Scheduled. I mean, I don't disagree yeah. with that at all. I mean, to to let it go on to a point like this um, is alarming. But having having the 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 wherewithal to know, okay, even though it's late, it's time to pull the plug. That takes a certain amount of guts. And and I'm glad she has that guts. Yeah, but but again, okay. So they've been saying that about ninety percent of the movie's been filmed up to this point, or before Ron Howard took over, right? That's months of shooting already. You know, oh, principal yeah. photography. Sure. There, according to all the, you know, film news sites that have been releasing information about it. Production has been tense and trumpled since February when they started. You know, people just, you know, they, they start shooting. They started shooting late, right? Uh, Phil and Phil and Chris. They would start shooting much later in the day. That was, you know, usual. When you, you know, when Kathleen was expected to get back, you know, thirteen to fifteen different types of shots for a scene, they turned in three instead. I mean, this kind of stuff was going on for a while. Uh, com- I think you brought it up earlier, uh, comparing uh, Alden's performance to Ace Ventura. I mean, this stuff has been going on since February up until the change happened. All red flags that could have, you know, been acted upon much, much sooner. And yeah, I agree. Ron Howard's a pretty well, he's a pretty good, really good seasoned director. Bringing him in in as a damage control is great. But I think it's a little too late unless they completely just reschedule the movie. Because if it's as bad as we're, they're making it seem to be, the whole thing has to be completely reshot. I mean, they've just painted a horrible, terrible picture uh, about it. Uh, I mean, they could probably stitch something together. They might be able to pull off a Rogue One. And, I mean... But even Rogue One's problems weren't this severe. And like Kat said earlier, this isn't a movie I necessarily wanted. I don't think we needed a Han Solo movie. That doesn't mean I'm not going to be there opening night at the earliest showtime I can find. Because it's still Star Wars and it's a character I totally love. (laughs) But like you said earlier, too, I'm just so devastated at the moment that this movie is going through so much turmoil that I'd rather it just get canceled or like I keep saying rescheduled. For a much later time where it could properly be given the attention it needs to get, you know, put on track and not just use Ron Howard as damage control. I'm totally down with, like, Ron Howard taking it over and wiping the whole thing and starting over and pushing this back. I have no problem with that. Or, you know, I'd yeah, I'd be disappointed if they scrapped the whole thing and we never got to see it. I think that would be... You know, at this point, that would be like a tease for me. I know you guys both didn't necessarily want a Han Solo movie, but I sure did. And I still do. Uh, I don't want it to be a mess, though. So if they've got to wait an extra year to put it out, I'm cool with that. Um, so am I. Let's make a good movie. Let's make it a great movie. Let's give the character what he deserves in a standalone film. 
Let's give us let's give us fans who care about the character the backstory that we've always kind of knew about but didn't know all the details and um you know I mean you've got a great actor in Lando you've got uh, Woody Harrelson who uh despite his his beginnings as kind of a goofball character has really evolved into <laughs> a great a great actor in our time um yeah. and I mean Amelia Clark, I mean, wow, wow. She's just, ooh. She's going to eyebrow act the hell out of oh this Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I mean, just take a do-over if you have to, but let's get a good movie out of this. My, my biggest concern right now is that we're going to get this Frankenstein of a film that's have Ron Howard... Uh, Ron Howard does really good intense movies that are very character focused. Are we going to get a half character study intense Ron Howard film and have Phil and Chris uh, 21 Jump Street comedy with Ace Ventura as the lead? That's another thing too. It, um, Alden needing an acting coach, get, getting an acting coach this far into the game too. Yeah. Everything yeah. needs to be reshot. Uh, I think so. I think so. If that's... I mean, if you need an acting coach, obviously, you don't think his performance is up to par. Okay. Everything's been shot with his performance. Logically speaking, it's because you plan on reshooting it, right? That's the purpose of getting an acting coach? Right? Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't really know very much about the filmmaking process. Um, I am really curious to see if they decide to push back the Han Solo film because as yet it hasn't been announced that that's going to happen. You're right. Um, and I, I think you guys are spot on with your uh, analysis about that is that even though I was not really on board for a Han Solo film, I want them to do the character justice. I do not want it to be, a half-assed movie about Han Solo. I love Han Solo. Han Solo is an iconic character in the Star Wars universe, played by one of the iconic actors of our times. <laughs> and it's a big shoes to fill. And throwing a half-assed movie that is not ready or some Frankenstein tonally, you know, something that has been cobbled together in the editing booth does not do the character justice. And if Kathleen Kennedy is willing to fire the directors with 90% of the movie completed, I hope, I would hope that she and Bob Iger would be able to be like, okay, we cannot release this movie A new hope? in May of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and so maybe we'll hear, you know, maybe at D23 or maybe they'll slip it under the radar at some point. But I mean, you know, I guess that's my biggest my biggest thing is that if if they are intent on making this movie, which it certainly seems like they are since they have brought in Ron Howard, you know, I want Ron Howard to be able to do you know, a a good job because he's been he's been brought in to do that and I don't think Ron Howard makes crappy movies um you know he's certainly made some really good ones in his career 
And so I would just like them, you know, if you're going to fire directors 90% of the way through, push the movie back. You know, we don't need to see, and we don't want to see, I don't think any of us want to see, any Star Wars fan, any Han Solo fan wants to see a half-ass version of the movie that has been, you know, visualized and the script has been written and, you know, we don't, we don't want that for that character. So please, Kathleen. (laughs) (laughs) The same exact thing happened with uh, Ant-Man at Marvel a couple years back. They got Edgar Wright, uh, who directed uh, Shaun of the Dead, uh, Hot Fuzz, The World's End. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite movies, one of my favorite oh, directors. I, yeah, Hot Fuzz is so good. Anyway. Just an amazing... <laughs> Scott Pilgrim. You know, the, every every movie this this guy makes is just magic. It's gold. And he was going to direct that, man. He'd been working on it for years. And you know, I was so pumped for you going to get an Edgar Wright superhero movie. Tensions started, you know, arising between the studio and and Edgar Wright and you know it just ended with Edgar Wright leaving that I think was you know it's disappointing obviously it's well disappointing he left for, though before filming started though didn't he no exactly yeah but that's the thing he he took the high ground there huh he took he, he had the high ground <laughs> I've got the high ground <laughs> um before it got too far along, which ended up being, you know, it worked out for everyone. You know, Peyton Reed took over production. He made a perfectly fine Ant-Man movie. I really like Ant-Man. Yeah. It's not an Edgar Wright Ant-Man. But you know what? Edgar Wright got to do a Baby Driver, which is fantastic, which I'm going to talk about later in Attack. Um, just a heads <laughs> up. Um, Marvel got their movie. It made money. Everybody won in that in that case. Maybe <laughs> yeah. Ed- Ed- Edgar... Edgar put his heart into into the film he had been working on for years. So, s- s- sore spot for him. But now, com- taking it back to Phil and Chris, this is this is a it's not a sore spot. This is a this is a smudge. This is this is a burn mark on their record. You know, this yeah. is they were fired. They didn't leave. They didn't take the hagger and they had to be fired. Yeah, despite there being all this tension from the beginning. I mean, it's just there are ways to handle these kind of situations where everybody can win, and this just ended up being a big old dumpster fire of a situation for everybody. <laughs> I think. Uh, true. No, totally. Uh, <laughs> I. I mean, C- C- Kathleen's getting, you know, she- Kathleen's either getting praised. Or or uh, or uh, a lot of shade from people. It's like, well, you hire uh, comedy directors, you know, then you get mad at them for making a comedy. That's your fault. Or, oh, she's and, just a studio getting in the way of the creative vision. Oh, so there's well, there's so many different angles here. It's hard to yeah, but I really mean, Lord and what's his name, Lord and uh, Miller, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, right? Yeah. Um, they had to know they're not making Lego Movie Two. I mean, come on. It's it's a Star Wars film. You're not making an Ace Ventura think. film. <laughs> would you would you would you would think that they would know their material well enough um, not to try to make it overtly comedic. Obviously, they were hired because of their comedic skills in in directing and making great movies and and the movies that. 
that they've made that I've seen were fantastic movies. Um, but this ain't the Lego movie. This is Han Solo. And it sure as heck ain't Ace Ventura. Which it was, you know, that's where I'm coming from as far as like the high ground goes, comparing it to the Edgar Wright situation. In that situation, minimal collateral damage. This situation, the world's on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the more the more news that keeps coming out, the the worse it it's, seems. It's I mean, terrible. I, as I was scrolling through some articles prior to to this recording session, you know, there was one article that said that like the cast and crew applauded when it was announced that Ron Howard was going to come in and take over the directing duties from Lord and Miller. <laughs> and if that's true, I mean, like grain of salt, like we're not there secondhand information, you know, who knows if that actually <laughs> happened. It, it, it did, but not the way it was initially reported. Oh, okay. The, fo- the, fo- the follow up that I read was that they applauded Ron Howard just because it's Ron Howard. It's like, oh, oh it's well, Ron Howard. Yeah, they were applauding Ron Howard, not necessarily the fact that... That he's taking over. Phil and Chris got kicked out, and then Ron All Howard right. came Well, that, I mean, and that's totally yeah. fair, too. I mean, obviously, yeah. Ron Howard has a lot of merit to stand by himself. You know, he's an excellent director. So, you know, he certainly deserves <laughs> that, to be sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but just to read something like that, even that, like, you know, like I'm, like I'm saying, even if it didn't actually happen that way. Yeah. I mean, that just, I think that just, it's, it speaks volumes for the potential issues that were going on. And so as we're, as we're talking about, you know, making of books, God, please, I hope there's a film historian and do just save all that stuff or woman, lady, whoever you are, you know, save it, keep it in a safe somewhere. Someday someone will pay you lots of money. We will all buy the book. Like, just just hang on to it. It's okay. Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy won't live forever. Uh, <laughs> just hang on to that. Wow. Wow. Hey, they're with Disney now. They might get dibs on cryogenic freezing capabilities. That's that's true. true. (laughs) And then then three centuries from now, uh, uh, they'll reemerge as a three-headed hydra along with Walt Disney's head. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Disney, Iger, and Kathleen Kennedy. That would be frightening to behold. Oh, and and Kevin Feige from uh, Marvel, four-headed hydra. Yeah. (laughs) um but but yeah so i mean i I guess to summarize i guess my point of view right now is just please 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 just do what's best for everybody involved at this point postpone it sit down don't do damage control just clean slate start over it'll be worth the wait if it's a much better project than just ditching it together John. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I want a good movie out of this deal. So whatever it takes. Um, if you can salvage stuff, salvage it. If you got to reshoot the 90% that you've already shot, go for it. <laughs> May the force be with you. But give me something good because, I mean, this is this is one of, well, this is one of the original three, right? Han, Luke, and Leia. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and if you choose to fill, yeah, exactly. This has to be a good film. It has to. Number one, your your biggest obstacle is you you are casting a movie that has probably the star of this film is never going to be a Harrison Ford. You know, you're you're casting the most <laughs> the most incredible Star Wars actor in all all the films. Um, are either Harrison Ford or Sir Alec Guinness, you know. I mean, they're they're the best actors out of the original films. Uh, Peter Cushing, you know. Um, those were your actors. And, and so now you're taking a movie, and you have the same character as one of the greatest actors of our time, and you're going to put a young guy in there that doesn't have chops yet you got to have a good movie around him and sounds like it's hard to pill to swallow as it is this movie was not heading in the right direction so whatever it takes to get it back on track if you got to recast that that actor recast him <laughs> i i'm throwing it out there i want him to be Damn. amazing i want this to be i want this to go okay he took he took the character of Han Solo. He gave us what Harrison Ford gave gave us in terms of a character and give give us echoes of of a great performance, but make it your own at the same time. Kind of like Chris Pine did in Star Trek with uh oh, with Kirk. Captain Kirk. Mm-hmm. That's, he, that's a good comparison. He John. gave us some echoes of the Shatner Kirk, but he didn't overdo it, and he made it his own in a lot of ways. I want something like that for Han Solo. I want there to be an homage to Harrison Ford, but I don't want a Harrison Ford impression. I don't. I want it to be believable. I want it. I want you to take that character and give us what we had and a little extra, you know. And the little extra ain't Ace Ventura. That's not the direction to go in. So, I mean, my final thoughts are, are are the thoughts I started with. I just want a damn good movie. That's not asking too much. Just make it a good no, movie. Do what it takes. Yeah, I, I would be willing to say, throw out, that I actually think that this spinoff movie is more important to Star Wars as a brand Oh, absolutely. Um, Than Rogue One. Totally. You know, mm-hmm. Rogue One, while it is technically the first spinoff movie in kind of the Star Wars cinematic universe, as some people have started dubbing it, <laughs> um, it it is a safe spinoff because it took place in a time period we were already, you know, well-versed in abutting the very first movie of the franchise. So even though it it technically is not part of the saga films, you know, it is so closely adjacent to them. This is a whole new monster. Yes. And so the Han Solo film, even though technically, yes, it takes part in that, you know, pre-original trilogy era like Rogue One, there's a lot more writing on it because it has to be able to 
draw people in and stand on its own. And really, I mean, yes, there will be familiar characters, sure. but like if this is if this is the way that Star Wars is going to go, this movie has to be damn near perfect and make money. And so, you and know, be able if, to stand on its own. Yes, yeah. So, so there's a lot. There's a lot writing on this. Totally film. agree. Oh god, oh god. Just please start over and postpone. Just please start over and postpone. I, you know, the more the more I'm, th- I think about it. The more I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that way. Just wad up listening to cat rate. Wad up lay the it piece down of like paper that. and and light a match to it. You know, start oh over. And god. Certainly, you know, again, as you guys have said, you know, this is no respect to, or no respect. Whoa, <laughs> no sorry. Respect at all. I sorry. Whoa, let no me respect. back no that respect. up. No disrespect um, to, to the actors and the creators that are currently involved with that. You know, obviously, I'm sure they are trying to put their best effort into making this a good movie. But, you know, at a certain point, it also resides with just the company itself, a.k.a. Kathleen Kennedy, Lucasfilm, Disney, to step in, which, okay, so they've already done once. But, yes, to step in and say, okay, this isn't going to work in the timeline that we've outlined, which was pushed up because it initially was not going to come out until December of 2018. Mm -hmm. And they pushed Mm -hmm. it up to May of 2018. And so, so they've already kind of, you know, self-introduced this, you know, pressure that, you know, that hasn't helped either by, by doing that. Of course, when they announced that, you know, who could have known that this would happen? But, you know, I, I really hope, and I'm sure they are, so please don't prove me wrong, uh, you know, that they're taking a good hard look at this movie as a whole and really seeing, can we actually make this happen? I mean, think about how worried everyone was in the Rogue One lead up, you know, and how freaked out, you know, Star Wars fans on the Internet were getting about Rogue One and the reshoots and yeah. oh, it's going to be terrible. And like the Suicide Squad comparisons Ugh. that... Whoa, that, whoa, whoa! That's a whole nother, <laughs> nother. That's a whole nother podcast. Well, but I mean, that's an, that's another beast. That's another beast, right? Well, there. I know, but people were were actively fearing that you know it was going to be as terrible as Suicide Squad, and you know we don't want that with this movie. And a lot rides on this movie. Like, I want to see my Obi Wan Kenobi movie, so Han Solo cannot freaking fail because I want my Obi Wan Kenobi movie. So. Sure, reach. But, you know, it, it's got to be done well, guys. Got to be done well. Well, uh, hopefully with the late stage changes of bringing in a new director, bringing in a new acting coach for uh, Aaron Reich and um, a new editor. Chris Dickens was replaced by frequent Ridley Scott collaborator Pietro Scalia. Maybe those are the changes that can save this project. Well, you know, let's let's make a thing right now. The, today we it's the first of July. Let us revisit this a year from now and yeah. see how it all turns out. <laughs> Write that down. Sure. Write that down. Boom. 
Because if nothing changes, we'll already have it by this point in the year. From oh, now, totally. Right? Yeah, we'll know it by now, yeah. by now this time next yeah. year. We'll all know how this all played out. And um, or, we could go back or and listen it, to this episode. If it even played out at we all. Could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a short episode a year from now. Hey, so uh, that Han Solo movie they never made? Yeah, <laughs> yeah when's that getting released? <laughs> Really short episode today, guys. Here's a a scary thought. Um, 20 years ago, they would have just, oh, okay, it's not up to par. Let's just do direct to video release. And they would have let it out anyway. Disney Disney was famous for that. Little Mermaid 2, Lion King 2, all those terrible sequels. Hey, Lion King 2 was pretty good. (laughs) Was it? I haven't seen it. I like the Lion King. Was too. it though? Compared to Lion King <laughs> one, no. Compared to the Lion King one, no. But I mean, Lion King Aladdin two. two? Right. Hmm. Hmm. Aladdin had, three hmm. was okay. Aladdin, Aladdin three was pretty good. Aladdin two, <laughs> you had well, the genie was voiced by Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson and not, <laughs> and not Robin Williams. <laughs> so although still enjoyable, it ain't Robin Williams. It never will be again. Sob. Um, yeah. So- oh, I don't know, my friend. Oh, oh. <laughs> Robin Williams, <laughs> great actor. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're. I. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I. Yeah. Star Wars is a brand. Yeah. yeah. No direct to video. They can't. They can't be a thing that happens. You never it saw won't the be a thing that movies? happens. Well, no, actually, I haven't. We should do a podcast about those. We we would need to watch them, and that's hard to do. Yeah, that's oh, hard to do. Oh, boy. If I don't know if I would survive that one. Where, <laughs> but we if should. Anybody knows we, where I mean, are. hey, if if we are uh, <laughs> budding Star Wars historians, and um, yeah, we, we probably should delve into it at some point. All right, guys, we're going to live stream and watch these things together and All right. do a podcast about them. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think we should do that with the holiday special, but anyway. Uh, holiday special. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Oh, um, yeah. You're, you're actually okay without that. Let it just be a yeah, fantasy. It, Let it be a fantasy. So I've, so I've heard. Um, no, no. It's the first time we see Boba Fett. She the Boba Fett it. stuff is cool. You can just watch the Boba Fett stuff on YouTube. Oh, I'm no, sure no, 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 no. It's a rite of passage at this point. Uh, kind of is, though. It's like, a, it's like a branding on your forehead. Yeah. If yes, you can, seen if the you holiday can sit special. through the Clone Wars movie, <laughs> I can you sit can through sit the through the Clone special. Wars movie. But the holiday special is totally different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so to say that, dude, the Clone Wars movie is Oscar gold oh, compared to the holiday yeah, special. Yeah, it truly is, yeah. Okay, so now that we've gone completely <laughs> off track from... All right. uh, Han Solo. Back to Han Solo. Back to Han Solo. So so in the end, I think we would all prefer, regardless of what our initial feelings about the Han Solo movie are, that we want Star Wars and Lucasfilm to do this justice. So they need to take what steps are necessary to do that, which may, should, probably will include pushing it back. We'll see. Uh, hopefully, that's what I'm planning for. Yeah, and we'll know in a year. 
whether or not that happened. Mark so tune in a year from now, Force fans, where we yeah. discuss the Han Solo yeah. drama history. Ugh. <laughs> oh, seriously, though, yeah. It's, we're all rooting for you. We don't want you to fail. Guys, I'm giving you a setup here. Don't disappoint me. What are the odds that this is going to be a good movie? <laughs> Never tell me the odds. There it is. Yes. You win. Uh. <laughs> oh, you didn't disappoint me. Good job. I couldn't let you down, John. <laughs> and on that note. On that note, I think it's time for Star Wars Would You Rather. And now it's time for the game that's sweeping the galaxy from the ice planet of Hoth to the sun-drenched sands of Jakku. It's time for Star Wars Would You Rather. Sorry about the mess. But droids are not welcome here. They're ruining the whole game. It's the game we enjoy playing each and every week. Um, and this week... <laughs> Got another doozy for you. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Should I go get my tongue scrubber ready? No, you're not going to need a tongue, tongue scrubber. You oh, may, scraper. however... I'm sorry, scraper. You, you, may, you may, however, need nose plugs. Would you rather oh. smell like Banta Poodoo constantly or... Have everybody around you sound just like Jar Jar for the rest of your life. What's with all the gross what you rather's lately, dude? <laughs> Is there something we didn't know, John? Something going on in your life that we should be, be aware of? Hey, these are supposed to be tough choices. Have we offended you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you secretly hate us? No, I've got to answer the same question. So, constantly smell like... Poodoo. Banta Poodoo, yeah. I'm going to pull a flip here. Nope. And say we don't know what Banta Poodoo smells like. For all we know, it could smell like cherry limeade. Nope. Okay. I'm not allowing that. It's poodoo. <laughs> we all know what poodoo smells like. And Banta is a big, stinky all animal. Poodoo, yeah, all poodoo is the same. It's poodoo. On some bro. organic it's level. It's poodoo, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? You go first this time, John. Ah, no, I don't go first. I pose the questions. <laughs> no, you go first this time. Cat, I'll take go it away. First. Alright. I'm supposed um, to have my back on that one, cat. Oh, sorry. Um <laughs> I Ugh well, I know the answer <laughs> <laughs> Um I'm I'm gonna go with Jar Jar. Sounding like Jar Jar. Because then I could purposely kill my hearing and become deaf, but I could still taste all my food and not smell like poodoo. Right. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Adrian. Would I sound like Jar Jar too? Or would I e be the freak? It's everyone else sounds like Jar Jar. 
So I would still sound like me. You would sound like okay. you. Everybody else would be very, very bombad. Would I bombad. be excluded from society since I would be the outcast here? I don't know. You might be hailed as the intelligent one. I mean, it's pretty kind of dry here, man. I mean, I'd rather live in a world full of Jar Jars than constantly smell like poodoo. I mean, how do you live your life smelling like poodoo? I know. It's tough. You don't. Right. What about you, John? I gotta now go Jar to Jar, too. No, I'm. it's easy for me. If all y'all sounded like Jar Jar, I would get all the voice acting work in the world. Because I can... <laughs> I already do pretty good impressions, right? So I can oh, make millions monster. sounding like everybody else, how they used to sound. And, uh, yeah, that'd make me talk a very like rich me man. right now. Talk like me right I now. I can't Go. talk like you. Do it. I, I can't do it. <laughs> the little trick in All my right. head is if I can hear the voice in my head, I can reproduce it. And I just don't hear it the right way from you. Yeah, right, whatever, man. You're going to make millions of sounding like everyone else, but you can't do that. Like, okay, well, all right. in, in comparison, if you sounded like Jar Jar, right? We saw. And I did your old voice, I would be the most talented Adrian impersonator on the planet. <laughs> because everybody else would sound like Jar Jar. When everyone sounds like Jar Jar, no one does. <laughs> so yeah, give me uh, give me a world full of Jar Jar you know, uh, voices. I mean, I guess too, if I'm, I'd be considered considered intelligent, possibly considered an intelligent one in a world full of Jar Jars. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it could be a god. I mean, they'd, they'd still be cool. intelligent people, <laughs> right? I mean, still have you go to the doctor, and, and they would say. Misa, sorry, Adrian. You used to have a tumor. You know? But don't worry. <laughs> Misa fix you. Bomb bad good. Wow. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Bomb bad good. Suddenly, suddenly going deaf does not seem so terrible. <laughs> S- suddenly smelling like poodoo all the time since. Sounds so terrible. Uh, no. no, I, I, I don't know about I that. I couldn't smell like voodoo. Would you trust? No, would you trust thing, a surgeon, a Jar Jar surgeon? They weren't all. He like just Jar sounds Jar. like Jar Jar. He looks like a regular surgeon. Just sounds like him. All right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that actually makes it worse or better. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. <laughs> Both of you, picture your principal from high school. Now picture him talking like Jar Jar. <laughs> picture your you boss at work. Your boss at work. Oh my god! Uh, my boss. your boss at work sounds like Jar Jar. Well, you know my boss already kind of does. Oh, hope he's not <laughs> listening. Yeah. No, uh, Steve does a lot of voices, and he goes, and he goes high pitch sometimes. And like we do, it's like a thing we do where we talk like this, and it just keeps getting higher and higher. Oh, and oh my god, god, it's crazy! I can't imagine. <laughs> oh, so. oh, so he doesn't sound like Jar Jar, but I'm used to wa- wacky voices. Wacky coming voices from, from your boss. All right. Yes, yes. <laughs> you don't sound like Jar Jar, boss. I cannot even imagine my boss talking like Jar Jar, like trying to have a serious conversation about science. 
<laughs> Imagine Donald Trump talking like Jar Jar. Oh. We have got the most bomb bad plan <laughs> to build most bomb bad wall. Um okay. <laughs> well, we're all in agreement then. Wisa. Jar Jar. Wisa Wisa all in agreement. All right. Well, why don't we move on to Attack of the Fandom? Yeah! Under attack! Our weekly look at all things geeky, uh, whether Star Wars or some other fandom that we are currently enjoying. Uh, John, why don't you go first? Because I need a minute. All right, Adrian. Uh, well, like I mentioned earlier, my Attack of the Fandom this week is Baby Driver. Oh my goodness. That is seriously one of the best films I've seen all year. Can you talk about the plot? Because I have no idea what this movie is about. I've heard of it. And heard I know it? it just came out. But I have n- I know nothing. Enlighten me. <sighs> okay, well, you're familiar with Edgar Wright movies, right? You, you love Hot Fuzz? Uh, yeah, I, I do love Hot Fuzz, yes. It's the hot only fuzz. one I've seen, though. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't. I know. Hey, look, at least I've seen it. I own it. That's how much I love Hot Fuzz. We are having a serious discussion after we're done recording today. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so. So, yes. Have you seen Scott I've, Pilgrim? Have you seen Scott Pilgrim? I. No. Okay. I, should, I, should, I even bother. Um, <laughs> right. So if Hot Fuzz is Edgar Wright's big action movie, mm-hmm. Baby Driver is his heist slash Fast and Furious movie. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Right. Okay. I can get behind that. Quick little plot breakdown. Uh, this dude named Baby. B-A-B-Y Baby. Um, <laughs> you watch the movie, you'll get it. Um He's a driver for all these uh, bank heists. He owes, Ke- he owes Kevin Spacey a lot because he stole from him at one point. So Kevin Spacey has him driving for him and all his different uh, uh, heists. And it's pretty much his baby trying to get out of this world that he doesn't want to be a part of. So we got his he, he got baby's little tragic backstory too. Uh, we got the love interest coming in later on, which pretty much instigates his want for change, his need for change. And, you know, just brilliant performances from everyone involved. Like I mentioned, Kevin Spacey, John Hamm, uh, Jamie Foxx. I mean, just great, 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 great film. Really great and funny. My man Flea's in it? Yo, man Flea's in it. Flea is in this movie. Wow. Cannot recommend this movie enough, people. I feel like I say that about everything I watch, but... (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. But it's true. I'm still trying to get down with Wonder Woman. Yeah, dude, you need to see Wonder Woman. (laughs) I really do. I won't see Baby Driver until it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray. I can just say that now. But but I liked Hot Fuzz, so and I do need to watch his other movies and this. You haven't seen Shaun of good. the Dead? I you know, I haven't. That's I I would start there. I, I mean, if I you know. liked Hot Fuzz, you'll love Shaun of the Dead. I yes, I know. And I'm yeah. The world's end? The World's End was a yeah, great film. 
I I know I know guys. Look seriously, I, seriously, cat. We are we are talking after the podcast today. <laughs> I hear my children. Um, <laughs> yeah, talking to your children too. <laughs> I but. Okay, look, I'm adding to my I'm trying to be better, you guys. I'm trying to catch up, so I will put I will put Shaun of the Dead and Baby Driver and The World's End. The World's End, yeah. right, that one. Um on my list. So, I promise. I will. Still talking afterwards. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Okay, cat, what about you? What's what's your attack? Well, my attack of the fandom is is not really so much a thing as um, an experience, but I took my kids to see their first movie in the theater this oh, weekend. Oh, yes. And we went and saw Cars 3, which probably is a totally unnecessary film to have made. Um, <laughs> but Dang. But my children love Cars, the original and the sequel. Um, and for anyone who really cares about the Cars franchise, I, do, yeah. I would rate them, I would rate them one, three, two. So you could totally skip okay. two All right. and see three. There's a lot of nostalgia in three. So for people who've watched the original, um, they, they bring back unused audio, mm-hmm. um, of Paul Newman as Doc Hudson. Okay. So there's there's some definite nostalgia. There's a nostalgia factor there. So and it, it there are some funny parts and you know it's it's definitely not a groundbreaking movie in terms of plot, but um it was fun. You know, it was it was fun for two hours and I'm in. Get her done. Yes, and they Larry the cable guy earned his uh his his fee saying his catchphrase so <laughs> um but Were your but kids i just able to sit through it, the whole thing in the theater yes so so my oh, my wow. kids yeah my kids are three and a half, little over three and a half and this is the first time they'd ever been you know they've watched movies at home but this is the first time we've ever taken them to a real real theater, wow. you know, sit through the previews, watch the whole movie. Ooh. And they had a great time. Uh, I think possibly they loved eating the popcorn maybe more than actually watching the movie itself, although they did really enjoy <laughs> the movie too. But the popcorn was definitely a huge hit. But it was a lot of fun to take them and sit there with them and kind of, you know, like watch the big eyes as they're taking in the movie and the whole experience of being in the theater and seeing all these new things. And it was a lot of fun. And I, as a parent, that was really rewarding to have that experience and be able to do that. And hopefully as they get older, be able to do that many more times with movies. I'm sure some of them will be terrible. (laughs) And I will probably want to cry, but it was it was a lot of fun to to do that and have that experience this past weekend. So, so that's, that's my awesome, attack Kat. of the fandom. That is really cool, John. John, huh? What? It's Sorry, on, it <laughs> it's all on you now. It's all on me. All right. 
Um, I needed a minute because I had to look up the name of the show. Uh, Dan, <laughs> Dan Rather. Well, it's it, because it's one of these names that's not real. Like, okay. doesn't pack a lot of punch. It's called The Big Interview with Dan Rather. And it's on Access TV. And I've been totally getting down with this program. There are these big, long, hour-long interviews with mostly musicians. Um, You know, Greg Allman, who just recently passed away, being one. Mm -hmm. Um, Sheryl Crow. um, You name it. He's he's done an interview. Um, And um, there are these great interviews. And the one that I watched... Yesterday was with Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead, and um, it was just a really cool, insightful interview that that talks about the formation of the band and all that stuff, his connection with Jerry Garcia and all the, the stuff you would expect. But it also talked about his, um, you know, growing up with, he was adopted and, and eventually finding his, his birth father and... and how different they were, and it was a really cool interview. And each one that I've seen, Dan Rather, that guy, for as ancient as he is, he's totally hip, <laughs> and and he is pretty ancient. He's an older guy. I mean, he's retired from his news broadcasting, right, and is now doing these these interviews. Um, God, he's still such a great interviewer, and he he digs in deep and and. Uh, Seems to know all the subjects that he's interviewing really, like, just these fine details that you totally would, uh, as a person who does interviews from time to time with famous people, you sometimes sit and go, oh, what are we going to talk about? You know, well, he knows what to talk about. He's just a fantastic interviewer. And if you're, you know, if you're into music, and mostly it's classic rock stuff, but he does... um, other uh, genres of music, country, and some hip-hop and rap and stuff. If you're interested at all, I totally recommend checking this out. It's The Big Interview with Dan Rather on Access TV. It's really good. But the name, like I said, so forgettable. The Big Interview. <laughs> yeah, that's the I mean, Big Interview. Yeah. Uh, but they're great, and that's my, uh, that's my little... Uh, Mellow show spotlight for the week. Groovy, man. Cool. Pretty dope. All right, cool. So uh, just to wrap things up here, uh, I mentioned last week that we had a nice little announcement uh, to make for this week. You know, something involving free stuff. Uh, I lied. <laughs> I didn't lie. Just... I didn't lie about the free stuff, but we're still putting <laughs> the finishing touches on it. So uh, keep listening. Uh Pending announcement coming up in hopefully, probably next week. It's just, like I said, we're just ironing out a few details, but we're totally excited to announce it. Uh, like I said, like we keep saying, free Star Wars stuff. So just keep an ear, for, ear out for that. Until then, uh, you know, let us know your thoughts on the whole Han Solo kerfuffle that's going on <laughs> for the time being. You know, we'd love to hear your two cents. Uh, you can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook and Twitter at Force Fan Podcast. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me specifically, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blue Lab Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at thatjohnfred or on my Facebook page, John K. Frederick. As always, it's, it's a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in. We are The Force. We'll see you guys next time. I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> All righty then.